Jazzcast Pros. Rest isn't a reward for the work, it's part of the work. In today's episode, we're exploring a topic that resonates deeply with me finding the balance of hard work with the essential yet often undervalued practice of rest. You're probably all too familiar with the expression, you can't pour from an empty cup. Now, you may have heard the expression, but what does it mean? More importantly, how does it apply to you and your life? With everything demanding your attention from work deadlines to family, how do you learn to listen to what you actually need? And how do you begin to fill your cup? Join in today to listen as I tackle the first of the seven types of rest you need to feel your best and to talk about how to recognize when you're running on empty, how to draw the lines in the sand with your time and energy, and most importantly, how to find and establish those little moments of peace to recharge in your everyday chaos. Whether you're juggling a million things or just feeling a bit worn down, this episode is your friendly reminder to check in with yourself. Welcome back to The Doze Podcast. I'm your host, Soda Kuchkowski, your trusted sleep coaching guide dedicated to helping you optimize your day so that you can take back your night. You know, for as long as I can remember, I have loved sleep. So it's no surprise to me that my path in life brought me to this field and to make it my life's work. I was never yelled at to go to bed because I valued it even from a really young age. I guess you could say in today's world, that was more of a rarity. In high school, the same. Even though I had to be up at 5.30 to get ready and to take the bus to school, I was always in bed on time. And in college, when my friends were pulling all-nighters, I knew to retain what I'd studied and to test well, I needed to get a good night's sleep. So off I went. I mean, even after I graduated and joined the workforce, if we planned on going out and where I live, the the bars they used to before COVID used to be open until four o'clock in the morning, I would get out of work at nine or 10 and I'd go home and I'd take a nap before I headed out. I can honestly say that I've even had many a relationship that ended because if I was feeling tired, I chose rest and sleep over partying every time. I mean, I've been stubborn about my sleep my entire life. And I think this really stemmed from two things. One, self-awareness. And two, it was a constant in my life. Something I knew would be the same as long as I took care to value it. I think this was a result of the fact that my parents split when I was very young, which meant I was raised by a single mother. We moved around a lot and I attended quite a few schools and it didn't always feel like the stability a young child needs. My brother and I saw my dad on most weekends, but he wasn't as much a constant in our daily lives until we were in high school. As an adult, there are many things that I'm realizing I thought were all right that honestly weren't, but it was a different time. And as a member of Generation X, I feel we often push through many of the things that today would not be so passed over as we're now starting to recognize that trauma can present itself in many ways. And it's one of the reasons that there is now a call to rest as we are a restless nation. And the first of those rest challenges that we face is physical rest. Now, physical rest isn't just about getting enough sleep. It encompasses a range of practices aimed at reducing physical stress on your body and allowing it to heal and rejuvenate. It involves both passive and active forms. But before I jump into that, I want you to take a walk with me to understand how we got here so you understand where you need to go. So I entered the field of sleep back in 2007, and I've been in it for over 17 years now. And the first sleep lab was built in the 1960s. And this is when the field of sleep medicine began. So it's been evolving for around 64 years, which makes it the baby of the health field. But the reason why sleep takes a back burner in American culture 
is because of the rise of hustle culture in the 1970s. And it contradicted everything that we know to be true in the role that sleep plays in your overall health and well-being. The American dream is all about whoever works the hardest gets the prize. And what's wrong with this formula is that it's built on the concept that time minus work equals rest. Literally that to work, you have to push yourself often over the limits. Now, as a woman, this struggle has been even harder. It should come to no surprise to you that women have had to work twice as hard as men to get to the same station in life. The difference being that we had to also keep our roles as caregivers to our families, a scenario that often looks to pit being successful over having a family. Now, can we have it all? Yes, absolutely. But it often comes at a cost, and that cost is often the rest which can lead to many of the issues that we see with our sleep today. There is a stress and trauma that exists even before you realize how it affects you. It's 2024, and the gender pay gap that existed when I decided to leave my role in sleep medicine over eight years ago has changed by only pennies. And as a Latina, we as a group still make less than any other minoritized group. You know, as women, we fought harder for everything that we want and have. And it's no wonder that women are twice as likely to have issues with insomnia and in our Latino community face shorter and more fragmented sleep, which is sleeping in those small blocks at a time. Sleep has been painted as a luxury because when you're working to make sure your family has everything it needs and the cost of living continues to rise, it puts it that much further out of reach. I want to extend the hand to you and let you know that you are not alone. For a long time, I thought I was, but I found a community of women who understand my struggle, continue to help support and advocate for Latino women, and to support prioritizing self-care and self-awareness, and to wear it proudly for others to see the boundaries that have been drawn and the commitment to breaking the stigmas associated with rest that challenge our sleep. As a Latina woman raised by a strong Latina woman, I saw her struggles when she would pick herself back up and how often she did it on her own. As the second oldest of 11 brothers and sisters, she watched over and supported her siblings, often to a crippling effect. She never had time to slow down and enjoy the fruits of her labor. Being the first to attend college and to go on to get a PhD despite only learning to speak English in her early 20s. When she retired, she held a director position that in many other areas only men occupied. And she didn't have time to attend the activities my brother and I were in because she was always working and out fighting the good fight to ensure the opportunities I have today and the ones that I continue to fight for so that my daughter can benefit from them tomorrow. Which brings me back full circle to emphasizing the need to be able to identify when you have a rest deficit. I've made it a mission to make sure my daughter honors her rest. So she's built in that balance where historically we've been taught to just slow down when it gets to be too much. She's scheduled in a way that allows for rest to be part of that process. Many of us are so caught up in the hustle culture that we've forgotten how to rest. We push through the tiredness, ignore our body's signals, and then wonder why we feel burnt out. So how do we create a new way of thinking and living? And how do you know if you have a physical rest deficit? Well, there are some key signs and questions that you can ask yourself. First, some of the signs. You lack the energy to physically complete your to-do list. You find that you're tired, but you have difficulty falling asleep. You often feel sick, or you depend on stimulants to manage your sleep or your energy. Now, all of these are signs that you may have a physical rest deficit. And to get a clear picture, there are some main questions that you can ask yourself. 
Now, there's a much longer assessment, but these are just some quick ways to know if a physical rest is something that needs your attention. So how many hours of uninterrupted sleep do you get each night? Do you feel physically tired even after waking up? How often do you take breaks to relax your body during the day? Are you experiencing any persistent physical discomfort or pain? Do you rely on caffeine or other stimulants to get through the day? And as a bonus question, do you feel like you have enough personal time during the week for activities that you enjoy and that relax you? If after hearing these questions, they really resonate with you, it's time to address your physical rest, of which there are actually two kinds. There are both active and passive forms of rest. Now, passive rest is when you allow your body to relax without effort, like sleeping or lying down in a quiet, comfortable place for a nap. And it's crucial for muscle repair, stress reduction, and restoring energy. And some of the ways that we can practice it include creating our sleep sanctuary. Your bedroom should be your temple of rest, so it should be cool, dark, quiet, and comfortable. Creating a routine, maintaining a consistent sleep schedule which signals to your body when it's time to wind down. And mindfulness and relaxation techniques, practices like meditation or guided memory, which can prepare your mind for rest. Active rest involves activities that help your body recover while still being awake. It includes gentle movements like walking, stretching, or yoga, which improves circulation and flexibility without overexertion. It's about finding balance. It involves listening to your body and taking time to notice how your body responds. So practices such as the yoga and the walking and the stretching They all help to relieve muscle tension and enhance circulation while being mindful and slow. Incorporating hobbies to relax. Engaging in activities that bring you joy and relaxation. Whether it be reading or knitting or painting, you want to choose activities that help to shift your focus away from stressors and allow the body to recuperate. Now, the message when it comes to rest is that it should not be an afterthought. It needs to be a dedicated part of your daily routine. So to do that, There are a couple steps that you want to follow, and I want to make them super simple for you. Number one, schedule downtime. Just as you would a meeting, schedule time for rest and make it a non-negotiable. If you've listened to my podcast before, you know that I write it on my list. If I'm looking to get to the gym or I'm looking to take a bath or I'm looking to read, I put it right on my to-do list and I block off that period of time so I make sure that I have that dedicated space for myself. Second, incorporate a technology detox. Limit screen time, especially before bed, to reduce that stimulation. Personally, I set my phone to do not disturb at 8 p.m. So I can still use it, but not be distracted or stimulated with things that honestly can wait. The point is to not disturb your peace unnecessarily. And last, to seek balance. And that comes from mixing passive and active rest activities throughout your week to support your body's recovery process. And a simple one, includes things like breathing exercises. Now, while there are many that are out there, great techniques, breathing, counting, and so forth, you know, like the 478 has gained a lot of popularity. I like to keep it super simple. I mean, I think you have to learn to crawl before you walk and then run. And if you're not someone who's practiced yoga or meditation previously, you need to learn the basics. That means taking a deep breath. And it can be done anywhere and is especially effective for quick breaks. It's also a straightforward and effective way to reduce stress, improve focus, and promote that relaxation we're looking for. It activates our parasympathetic nervous system. So taking deep breaths can shift your body from a stress-induced fight-or-flight response to a rest-and-digest state, 
promoting relaxation and facilitating deeper rest. I like to set an alarm on my phone, right? Just a couple times throughout the day, especially when you forget to do this. So if you're just getting started, it's a, it's a great way to set a reminder. And when you hear just, you know, whatever alarm you set, whether it be a beep, you could be driving in your car, you could be, you know, talking on the phone, whatever activity that you're engaged in, you don't have to find a quiet space. You don't have to close your eyes. Just when you hear that sound, train yourself to take that deep breath in and out through your nose because that is going to activate that relaxation response for you. And if you do that throughout the day, you're going to notice physically the difference in your body and how much easier it'll be to drift off to sleep at night. You know, in our fast-paced world where productivity and constant activity are often valued above well-being, taking these types of deliberate breaks for physical rest can be a powerful act of self-care. As we wrap up today's conversation, remember, recognizing when you're running on empty, setting those vital boundaries, and embracing restful habits are key steps towards a healthier you. Whether you're juggling caregiving duties, professional commitments, or just feeling spread too thin, consider this a friendly reminder to take care of yourself first. Just like the safety instructions on a plane, securing your own oxygen mask before helping others isn't just good advice, it's essential for survival. Let's commit to making rest a non-negotiable part of your daily routine, ensuring you're able to show up as your best self. Thanks for tuning in, and here's to finding balance and rejuvenation in the days ahead. Until next time, thank you again for listening. I'm back every Wednesday with a new episode, ready to share my knowledge and empower you to take control of your sleep. If you've enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to The Doze Podcast. I still have lots to share with you as we work together towards creating solutions around your unique sleep challenges and needs. Until then, remember, you are pure potential if you change how well you sleep. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.